Welcome to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, where we sit down with small town leaders who are making big time impact. Hey, welcome in. I'm your host, Heath Haney, pastor of Lindsay Lane's East Campus, joined by uh, two great pastors here uh, at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, Alan Ostrisky, pastor of our North Campus, and Andy John King, uh, pastor of our Athens campus and our lead pastor. Um, and we're we're so excited to be here today. We've got a great guest. Uh, Andy John's going to introduce him. And we guys, we can't wait for you guys to hear uh, his story and a little bit from him. Yes, so our first guest on the Bottom Shelf podcast is none other than our town mayor, the mayor of Athens since 2010, I believe, Mr. Ronnie Marks, the honorable. We were just asking about what to call him. <laughs> the honorable mayor Ronnie Marks. Is that good? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you, Andy, John. Thank you all for having me here. And I think it's a wonderful idea anytime that we do podcasts and get the message out about our great city, our community, and of course, the church and the church leadership in our great community. So thank you. And thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Uh, So, so Mayor Marks, we just want to start simply by giving everybody a feel uh, for who you are. So just walk us through a little bit. What does it look like to be the mayor of the city of Athens? Uh, How many people do you directly oversee? Um, And just day-to-day responsibilities. So we have about 390 employees with the city of Athens. We're broken down between what's called a general fund and a utilities budget. Unlike many cities who has a utility board, the city council is the utility board. So it's the legislative body of, uh, of city government. We function just like state government does. We function with uh, a mayor as a chief executive officer. And then the legislative body, which is made up of five city council members. City council president now is uh, President Chris Seibert. Harold Wells is on the city council. Wayne Harper. Recently, we lost one of our very dear friends, and that's Frank Travis and Dana Henry. So the city council right now will be in replacement mode to try to, they have made a, a decision that they're going to appoint. They had two ways to do that. They could hold a special election or you could appoint, and they've chosen to appoint. Uh, I think your question was how many employees? Yeah, how many employees? We have about 390. The utility budget with the city of Athens is a $130 million electric budget. That's buying and selling electricity from TVA. It's about $15 million gas budget and about $14 million water and wastewater. So you can see just on the utility side, we have close to $160, $170 million budget. And on the general fund side, we have about $36 million budget. That's the ones that most people are familiar with, and that's your police, your fire, your utilities, your road construction, your management of the city hall, and those kind of things. So I probably got off topic there. You're good, you're good. But what I was trying to say, and also we wanted to, to let the students be involved in the community with the Youth Commission. Uh, we run in uh, by state law as city elections, except for just a few cities in the state of Alabama. Uh, we are nonpartisan. We do not declare party politics, and actually I have to sign a waiver in Montgomery that I will not participate in, you know, any, any party politics. And I wish there were more of those, but they are set by state law in so uh, I am so thankful that I can discuss issues, debate them, headbang, and without saying whether somebody is Republican, Democrat, white, or black. It yes. just is not that critical. Yeah, 
right. So I gave you way too much. Hey, I no, told no, you how no, to no. build a watch, didn't I? Hey, no, no, you're good. You're good, you're good. <laughs> you just want to know what time it was, didn't <laughs> <laughs> hey, you? We're just checking to see you're if good, you really Mr. know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that answer right. lets us know absolutely. Yeah, so 160 right. million, that's, that's, about, that's about what we're used yeah, to. Is that all? Yeah, is that all? That's not a big response. 390 employees, that's nothing. And city council does function like state government in that the legislative body is the city council. Their job is to pass budgets and policies. Now, a lot of people get that confused with county commissioners, and they are administrators over their district, so to speak, but but uh, not city council. They pass budgets and they pass policies and laws. So one of the thing, the purposes of this podcast is yes. to not only to encourage current leaders, but to encourage aspiring leaders. Right. And so a lot of that, you know, comes from, you know, origin stories, you know, not, sure. ev- not everybody obviously is holding the office of mayor. So, so tell us some of your origin story, tell, tell some of your background and, and what got you to the place that you are today. Well, I don't know. I guess I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do in life. And, uh, so it, it is a, a pretty good, interesting, long story. If I had to say it myself, um, I started, grew up in Ripley, Alabama, and then moved to Athens. We moved in like 1957, so I am not a true Athenian. Somebody told me that not long ago. I've only been here, uh, how many years is that? Uh, Sydney, I don't know, whatever that math is. They're telling the mayor where he's yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly It's a bold right. move. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, we, uh, uh, I bounced around a little and, and uh, went to University of North Alabama, and then taught school for a couple of years and then got drafted and went to Vietnam. Now, I thought at that time I was much too smart uh, with a biology and chemistry degree, like just a few hours, so they surely wouldn't put me in the infantry, and so they did. And uh, the main thing that they did was said, you're older than some of these kids and we need your leadership. And I guess that's the first time that I really heard that, that, you know, the good Lord puts us in places and we need to step up and, and have some ownership of it. We can we can run from it or we can take it on. But uh, anyway, so I got offered a direct field commission as a lieutenant in Vietnam, but I had a son that was born, and I said, no, no more. I knew I'd have to go back. So I came back, and then I uh, signed up, and I started working with the Department of Human Resources, working with abused, neglected children, and uh, did that off and on for about 26 years with different roles there. And uh, got a master's degree at the University of Tennessee in Nashville. And a role tied, more eagle, but not UT. So uh, anyway, we'll... Uh, <laughs> that was going to be but, one of my questions. But, it, but it, was, it was a good quick trip up and down the interstate to Nashville. And, and actually, University of Tennessee was a certified uh, master's degree in social work and psychology. So that's what I did. And then... Uh, working with human resources and working with children and having the, uh, hopefully the, emph- uh, the empathy for that and growing up and being in the court system and caring about people. And so as I look back, all of it just kind of falls in place. You know, you think about uh, the people that come into City Hall sometimes that either can't make a, truly cannot make a utility payment to some people that come in about other issues. And as you look at your life journey, you think, goodness, this kind of falls in place. And uh, so anyway, that's that's part of it. Do you remember your very first job? Oh, absolutely. Man, $5,300 at a teacher at West Limestone High School. That was, your first, that was your first job. Yeah, $5,300 a year. 
You were rolling in it. I was rolling. But bef- even before that, I know we we talked because again, I'm I guess I'm not a true Athenian either because yeah. I'm I'm from the county. I was about to say Heath yeah. is from Ardmore and yeah. and Alan's from Hazel Green. Or, aren't you? Aren't you? You're Ripley too, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm from Ripley. Yeah, I, I was just about to say like when when the mayor says that he's from Ripley, I'm like now that that's a guy who really is because that's what you say when you're oh, yeah. from there. Oh, yeah. But you now grow, growing you growing up there. You did, you worked then too. Like, what yeah. was work for you? Like, even as a as a kid. Oh gosh. Well, you know, you hate to say this because nobody kind of believes this, but we chopped and picked cotton. You know, we were uh, growing up there on the Pat Shaw farm right there by S and Z Grocery, and uh, Ed Black, one of my dearest closest friends, as a kid, and and then we ran the creeks down through there and caught every snake and everything else in the world. We just we just grew up as kids, and, and it's kind of hard to believe now, but you was only expected to be home when it started getting dark, and a lot of times they didn't know where we were. Right. You know, they just, we grew up on the creek. But uh, but chopping, picking cotton and doing this kind of manual labor stuff. Uh, so it was, uh, it, it was, it was fun, and, you know, I, you look back on it and you say, man, how long ago was that? And it doesn't seem that long ago, right. but it was good. I, I wanted to ask you too about your 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 military service. Uh, when when you enter into the job that you're doing now, or even into um, a social work position, what did that provide for you as a local leader? Like what what did that what did you take from that? Or that was probably the biggest aspect of of leadership that you need to take to that next level. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, working through issues and being patient and having the empathy to realize that it's a lot of people there, you know, that, uh, that, that just are hurting. Uh, my good friend, uh, former judge Jerry Betts used to say, just everybody would say, uh, pull up, pull up your bootstraps and get to work. And, and he would say, some people don't have bootstraps. So, so you realize that all of this kind of comes back to feed into who you are and who you hope you're, that you are. But but I think that military experience of being on the ground, helping guys, and when we would do, like, fire bases, if anybody's old enough out there to know what I'm talking about, uh, I would help string the Constantina wire just like the other kids, which I was in a sergeant role then, and I had about 20-something people under my leadership. But I didn't want those guys to think that I was better than them. And plus, I wanted to make sure it was strung right because I wanted to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely right. So hey, with, all, with all the jobs that you had before this point, um, are there any leadership lessons you learned along the way? I know you've shared just a couple of them, um, but are there any other leadership lessons that just stand out to you uh, that, that helped you get to where you are or helped you lead and help you lead in the way you do today? Well, more than just talking, which I do way too much of, but I can tell you being a good communicator and, uh, and being a, a good listener is all important. Oftentimes I fall short of that. Not so much at work as oftentimes I do at home. You know, you, you have a tendency to try to say, I've given so much during this eight to 10 hours of work. And then you get the same question is now tell me why they're moving dirt and what's going on behind Starbucks. Gosh, I've talked about that all day. But anyway, I think not only a good communicator, but being uh, empathy is certainly that and, and never thinking that you're, uh, above your raising. That's an old saying, but it really is so critical and so important. 
We never hear that from our wives, uh, no. you know, about <laughs> being good listeners or we're no. talking too much. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Not at all. You're in good right. company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to communication, just a uh, question on that. I mean, you're you're definitely overseeing more people than you ever have. How important is communication down the chain and keeping the communication up the chain to you um, uh, in the role that you're in now and yeah. for leadership in general? A great question, and I think now maybe more than ever, and I don't know what more than ever means, except that with all the fast-paced growth and things that we have going on, and our community is growing so fast that I think it's critical that we keep the communication chains open, particularly in your own in your own group in, in, with all of your 13 to 15 department heads. And we fall. I fall short of that oftentimes was saying it's just it's critical it's critical both uh, up and down now most of the guys and ladies are usually pretty good about keeping me informed in things and I expect people to do their jobs I do a lot of like walk around management just because I'm interested and I like to see what people have going on and then I think over a period of time they realize that I that I care about what they're doing I care about if uh if somebody in one of the departments, either themselves or their wife or somebody, is facing uh, a, a illness or disease, all the way from mental health issues to cancer or, you know, if somebody had a car wreck and is injured, I want to know about it because I care and I think that's what we ought to be about is caring about people. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in this because we're, our, our church is – two years old, not even, or just coming up on, on three years, actually. And so we are, uh, you know, we've got volunteers in, yeah. in positions that are extremely important in the culture of our, our church and, and things like that. What do you, uh, what is that relationship? Obviously, jobs have to get done. Uh, you know, there, there's tasks that have to be completed. How do you, how do you balance that with, recognizing that person is not just someone that is uh, an important cog in the wheel to get things done, but also to invest them as you were talking about, it just struck a chord to me, investing in them as a person to know that the leader is for them. Well, I, I think there's so many people that have so much potential if we'll get out of the way and let them do. And that's not easy to do when you've got so many tasks right in front of you, because oftentimes I had rather, either do or, or tell somebody other than ask them what's your opinion to get it done. But the volunteer role is critical to this community. I mean, you can't function without wonderful volunteers and people that is passionate in the heart. You know, I don't know, honestly, many people that get up every day to say, you know, I'm out to get you today. I, you know, most people's heart is pretty solid, particularly in our community We've got a few little pockets of areas in the community that is a little bit scary about public safety, but overall, we are very, very lucky, knock on wood with the sound, but uh, to have a great community. And it, and it, listen, it's all of us. And I mean, it's every one of us. It's the people that uh, attend all the, all the events. It's the senior activities. It's, uh, I'll tell you a story about that in a little bit. But it's all of us working together to try to create that atmosphere to where my grandkids come and say, can I walk to Cream Delight from downtown? It's not but two blocks. I never dreamed of that. In some places, you can't do that. Right. You know, to say, yeah, here's $5 and 
go to Cream Delight and they show back up in 30 minutes and you don't worry about somebody, you know, being tough. But I don't know whether I answered that. I got off on my own tangent <laughs> there. <laughs> I got, I got a, a follow-up. Yeah. We may get to this or get back to it, but yeah. it, it, when when I've been at anything in this city, it seems like you have been too. Um, and, and that means that you're at a ton more than a lot of people. And, and I've always appreciated that from you, the ministry of presence, right, of just yeah. being there and uh, showing up to visitations and celebrations and, and all those things. But talk about rest. H- how do you, h- how do you rest down, and how actually, does that look? thank you. I wind down pretty good. Uh, actually, uh, I don't have many sleepless nights. I worry about things that probably I shouldn't worry about. It's kind of out of your control, and, you know, sometimes you don't turn them over to the master and let them deal with it, and that's maybe that's all of us. But uh, I, I enjoy showing up to most events. I don't see it as a burden because I like to, right. and, and, and I like people, and I, I enjoy going to church events. And it doesn't bother me whether it's uh, going to a certain church or a certain denomination. I just go because I enjoy people. And I hope that comes across. That is difficult. When you do care about people, you want to be at everything that's important yeah. to them. And, uh, and and but at the same time, so when your when your leadership circle widens and the number of people that you influence widen, now now you have a decision to make sometimes about how you spend all that time sure. and when you step back because yeah. uh, it, it is a lot of people. You know, yeah. we talked about the, not only the people that you manage directly or that you oversee directly, but just people in the community that you know and love. Um, it's it is hard to step back when the day that you're supposed to have is off, and now you're looking at yeah. that day and it's back on again. Well, there's not not uh, many off days, uh, particularly you know that, and uh, you guys know that. Uh, and what's wonderful, I'll tell you a funny story about this. We came up with Google Calendar a few years ago, and you know, you put on your phone. And so my secretary and Holly Holman, who's public relations director, and myself managed my calendar. And so I looked at it one week, and it was all green. That was my color. And I said, who came up with this stupid idea? (laughs) And they said, you did. So I said, okay, good idea. Let's go. So uh, I take a lot of vitamin B12. And and, and I I mean, I really do. (laughs) I used to go by and get the shot every month, but now I just – eat the little B12 gummies, but it, uh, you got to keep your energy level up and maybe somewhere in there, I'm, I may be afraid to stop if that makes any sense to you at all, because I don't know what I do. I'm not going out to cane break any other place and play golf and argue with my guys over, over whether I made a putt or whether I didn't, I shouldn't have picked it up. I'm just not going to do that. So anyway, I've had a lot of wonderful experiences, been so blessed from, from all the way from my role with uh, with with my master's degree and working with families and working with children and working with Governor Ivy and working with uh, uh, down in not only Hurricane Katrina where you see church organizations that y'all know that go in in the morning and pick up a brown bag and go work all day long. And we've been hit here, guys, in tornadoes of 2011, 12, 13, and 14. And, and way back in the 1970s, we know what that means. And I never will forget the first time, and I believe it was the Mennonites, uh, where they came in and this old guy was in his 80s, and when he shook hands with you, man, you knew you knew he was a man, and he was up on rooftops all day. I thought, boy, what kind of commitment is it 
to give back, to give back. It's yeah. just, it's pretty strong. That's right. Pretty strong. One of the things that I, I think about when I think about rest, um, as you said, at the end of the day, I got to close my eyes. I got to realize that all the stress of today has got to at least wait till tomorrow. You know, yeah. I've got to get some sleep. Yeah. But I think also sometimes hand in hand with that is, is just handling criticism. And uh, you've been a great mayor for us, but I'm sure along the way, uh, any big decisions you're making, uh, sometimes meet some criticism. And so I'm, how have you how have you found that yeah, you're doing Yeah, I'm glad criticism? you brought that up. Um, years ago, I was on the city council. I would not have dealt with things like I do now. And a lot of that comes with this gray hair. And a lot of it comes with just knowing people and knowing that either they need some attention and then there's just some that's going to be critical of you. It's, you know, it's uh, cave people. Uh, y- y'all deal with them. Uh, no, you don't. I'm sorry. Cut that part. <laughs> it is, no, all of our people at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church are it, wonderful. It is, it is, it is <laughs> totally on board. You know what cave people are, don't you? Citizens against virtually everything. Oh, I never heard that. <laughs> it's cave people. So, you know, and so they just, you just have to roll with it and say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and, and as someone said, they come storming into your office and said, I want to see the mayor and I won't speak to anybody any lower than the mayor. I said, ma'am, there is nobody lower than the mayor. Uh, you know, there, there's nobody here lower than the mayor. So, uh, so Some, it, Sometimes people just want to be heard, though. They do. Uh, they know. do. And I have guys that come by, and y'all may know the names, so I won't say any names. And I've, I've got the guys that um, – wander by sometime and I know they need two or three dollars or five dollars and and if I've got it I think I'm very blessed and good Lord's blessed us and you know if it helps that guy make it through the day I don't care whether it's two dollars or five dollars if he's using it for the right direction you know you they they call in your position you're a public servant I think that's a very appropriate thing because I think we can get caught in a in a trap, especially aspiring leaders into the position or whatever seat that we aspire to be in. S- speak for just a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously this is all throughout Scripture. Uh, yeah. It's it's all throughout the the example that Christ, plays. the greatest among you will be will be a servant. Um, explain how your role of of of, of a servant can really disenchant people from leadership if they're only pursuing that for the the power and position that it holds. Well, that's just the wrong reason. And, uh, you know, in oftentimes people get caught up in this, hopefully, hopefully not, but people get caught up in politics saying, I want to be this, to be this, to be this. And honestly, I don't want to be anything other than wake up every day, say my prayers and try to do the best we can do to make this a good city. And and I really, truly mean that because if you look at it for other purposes, in my opinion, you're looking at it for the wrong reason. And that's not easy to do self-evaluation. Uh, I oftentimes don't do it well, and I get caught up with it. And, you know, the kids, you go to the, the kids, and they want to know, do I live in a big white house and do I have a limo driver and all those other things. And, and I just find that so funny that uh, – you know, that they think, and then I look around, and there are some people that have a limo driver and some others, and I'm thinking, why are you doing that? But yeah. anyway, that's uh, – uh, Secret Service showed up with you today. The limo driver is actually getting wet yeah, outside yeah, in the yeah. rain. Right but, the, but, but, but I just think you have to be – and I can't imagine being in life without having a, uh, a servant attitude. I, I just – that just don't fit – 
what you want to do. And to me, it just is about helping people. It's about I really love us stumbling into and led uh, by the master about getting into youth commission. I, I mean, it really was like we woke up and said, I'm sitting here complaining like they are, and I'm not doing anything about it. So we stumbled into really forming this group of kids. And let me tell you, last week at the Senior Activity Center, uh, we had $5,300 through DECO Foundation and through money that we raised. We had 24 seniors this year. Don't miss those. We had 46 total youth commissioners. And their role is they took... They took applications from like 501c3 organizations and others, and they debated and discussed and gave out grant money. And the first year that we ever did that, they looked around to us to say, who you want, who you want to give us? No, whoa, y'all do this. So trying to teach the leadership, we, t- we take them to wastewater treatment plant to show them how sewer is dealt with, to the water plant, we're bringing muddy water out of Elk River to uh, all the way to the jaws of life and cutting some people out of a car. So I try to teach them that government, at least at my city level, we're running a business. We're running the business just like there's a business side to your church, there's a business side to home, and revenue and expenses has got to, I mean, they got to balance somewhere. And uh, so we try to say again, going back to my original conversation, wherever you go, Find out about your local government. Find out about where you live. Know what's going on in your in your group. And I guess expi- just inspiring those kids and seeing how they can just bubble and take off. And we go to the counselors at school system, and we don't ask for the straight-A 4.0 students. We say, who do you have that you'd really like to pull out? Who, who do you see? that you think has potential and just, and it needs to be pulled out. And we stretch them. We try to. And we've had, I think, two kids over the six years to say, I just don't think this is for me. And we have fun. We feed them. <laughs> we feed them. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like So anyway, don't know whether I got off on that or not. No, and I think that one of the things that we've talked about um, just among ourselves is like that, that first opportunity that you're given as a leader when you're young, you know, and uh, when, when you really didn't even deserve the level of responsibility you were entrusted with. And I love yeah. the fact that, that the city of Athens is, is taking or, or you are taking these young kids in um, that honestly in their own mind, they don't deserve Yeah. the question. I mean, like you said, they want you to make that decision, but you're giving them right. that. Well, how, how important is it? Do you think for those young leaders to be trusted with just even some little decisions? Well, I, I can only tell you by example, and that is, uh, some of the kids that were here six years ago uh, are coming back and sending notes to us. And uh, uh tell you a, a really good story. Uh, Holly tells a story, and she makes everybody cry, so I'll try to tell it without doing that. We had a young uh, student that came to uh, came to Athens from Memphis that was, her family was wiped out in Hurricane Katrina. And the only family member they had was they had somebody in Memphis. So they went to Memphis for a while, and then they moved to Athens, and her mom found a job and lost a job and then got a job in Nashville. 
And so when the guidance counselors come out and said, uh, would you like to be on the mayor's youth commission? The mom looked at it and said, won't you do this? You don't know anybody. So uh, that young lady did, and she just, she bubbled. I mean, she blossomed. And uh, we got a note back about a month ago where she is, like, involved in either the president or vice president of student council at Memphis University. And that, that's, you know, if you just, if you just get one of those and we've had more, we've had students that have come back and been involved in the community. We hear from a lot of them, a lot of them we don't hear from, but you just hope and pray that something in there clicked, you know, where you say, oh, I remember that a number of years ago. You know, I remember what happened at that time. So anyway, that's, that's our main mission with it. If we're not getting these young people involved, guys, we're on the wrong mission. So we gotta, yeah, go let ahead. me ask you a question on, on that with the youth commission too, because I, I know you said kind of what led to you forming that, and I love that. This is the boots on the ground. You know, this yeah. is where it's going to have to happen. Yeah. How, how do you not control the narrative, but how do you lead the discussion when everything out there from social media to everything is very divisive between political yeah. parties? It's It's like – there is no middle ground. There's no yeah. moderate. And if you are, that's not good. You know, like, yeah. how how do you lead that youth commission um, with the idea of we're, we're not trying to make you a political party. We're trying to make you think about yeah. what's right. How does that? Well, it, boy, what an important question and comment. Um, I started generally by just an overview of saying this is our budget, this is the one-on-one version of the politics of it. Have them, we we assign them duties. They have to go to two school board meetings. They have to go to two city council meetings. They have to know who their city council member is if they live in the city or their county commissioner, and they have to make contact with them. And we expect that, and Holly's a pretty good driver on that. I'm a little soft. But, uh, but she sticks with it, and, and, oh, one of the things that we have so much fun with, we do a mock city council meeting, and we draw out that uh, so-and-so draws a hat, and he says, oh, he's city attorney. And then we have another person that's a mayor, and the others then we draw the city council positions, and uh, we go through a mock council meeting with, and what was the one we did a few weeks ago? We did, oh, who's going to put... Uh, one and a half cents on all soda drinks to fight the uh, not only literacy and also but the obese problem in the city of Athens. Boy, they got into it. No taxes and <laughs> oh, somebody was assigned to be the police chief and one young lady started standing up and said, I said no more taxes. I'm voting all of y'all out of office. And so we sent in the fake police officer and drug her out and she was hollering no taxes no more taxes so we uh, we just get them involved we just get them involved well that's true i mean when you when you are involved and you have to think for yourself yeah thinking outside of leadership is one thing about what you would do if yeah. i were in there i would do this but when you sit in those seats yeah. and real people are involved you know, all of those things that you thought you would do, or I'll tell you what I will do, it kind of, it, yeah. it, it changes when you're sitting well, in that seat. And, and, John, you brought up an interesting point a while ago that concerns me a lot for maybe the state and maybe the country. I see, and this sounds more like my daddy than me. That's an old Stoutler brother song, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> there, what I see is uh, 
there are folks on both sides. This country was built on debate, discussion, arguing, battling things out, and then trying to get along. And right now it concerns me because there's, whether you either believe far rights or far lefts, there's a group of folks that doesn't appear to me to be real interested in meeting in the middle. Now, I'm not talking about your core values of what you believe in Scripture and biblical. I'm talking about just that you're locked in and you don't want to talk. Guys, there is, I've, uh, I travel a lot of places. I'm on a, on a group called Southern Leadership Conference. There's 14 states throughout the whole Southeast. And there's a lot of violence taking place in a lot of cities. And again, we're very, very blessed because there's random shootings that you hear about. And, and, uh, and gosh, it's just, we've got to keep ourselves together, working together in uh, the best interest of our community. Because pub- I always said there's five, there are five really serious issues that I believe apply to any city, and that's public safety, education, jobs, quality of life, and improving government relations, improving government productivity. And if, and if public safety goes down the drain, number one, your community goes down the drain. I mean, in a hurry. You'll be, when we have to get behind locked doors to scan yourself in and those other kind of things, it's just kind of, but, but it's a touchy time right now. It's, with, it's a touchy with political issues. It's touchy with emotional issues. Uh, it's touchy in many places with the racial issues. And that's kind of heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking to me. Frank Travis and I talked about it a lot, that it, uh, what a great guy. We miss him so much, and uh, I'm going to miss him a lot. And my old buddy, Jimmy Gill, you know, they like Jimmy Gill died on Easter Sunday of 2016. If Frank had made it five more days, he'd have died on Easter Sunday 2022. And it's both in as district three council member. Oh, wow. But uh, but we got to care about people, and we got and, and we do. And it's... It's really important. I think this is really important for what y'all are doing, your podcast and getting the message out. And and uh, I don't have that many things other than just get up and work hard and try to do the best you can do. And and uh, and hope that hope that we hand this baton off to somebody. That's right. I mean, I, you just you just grabbed the baton not so long ago. That's it. Yeah. And, Brother uh, Dusty handed it to me right as Kobe did. started. That's so right. It was real smart on yeah. his part. Yeah. It? Well, He's Dan like, Williams. He passed it off and went to the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's your yeah. 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 Dan Williams handed it off to me. We hadn't had a natural disaster. <laughs> and since 1999, Dan got elected state representative. And what a great mayor. I begged him. I said, Dan, you could stay mayor for the rest of your life. Let me just be on the city council. Let me just do the budget stuff that I love and go play golf. And he said, no, I'm going to run for Alabama legislature. I said, well, you're going to get elected. And by Alabama law, uh, the president of the city council steps in to be mayor. So in January 6th or 8th of 2011, uh, we got eight inches of snow, went away in a hurry. We got a tornado of 2011, tornado 2012, 2013, 2014. And I'm thinking... I'm looking up, folks. <laughs> Leadership Man, tests. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny you mention that because when COVID hit, which, you know, changes sure. changed the, it, the scope and landscape absolutely. of every leadership genre, uh, you know, there was a time that at the church that 
we I, that I was at our current we were currently serving in. I had the longest tenure. We had launched a church in August of 2019, and when COVID hit, I had the longest tenure at the current church that I was at. You know, Andy John was just stepping in, like yeah. literally as COVID was happening. Yeah. Uh, at, I started at January main, of 2020. He started January, wow. so so we 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 we're... talk about baptism yeah, by yeah. fire. Yes. Really, that was <laughs> that's how right. It went. One of the things you said I think is so good, and we're going to be getting to the why of of why you do what you do, uh, but I've heard it said before that people that are rowing the boat have little time to rock it. Right. Uh, and and I love how each one of these questions, it seems like, that, that, that we've had, you've met it with the the activity, the the there's there's stuff to be done. There's There's things larger than me at play. Uh, whether that's investing in this commission, youth commission, or or, or whatever the the case may be, um, explain how you've seen that. That that it, it's usually the people that are investing that are rowing the boat, and they they don't have that time to be the the problems and and to poke holes and things. Yeah. Well, yes, let me let me say we have a wonderful community. I see a lot of people involved. I mean, our little downtown area, we have about forty two hundred housing units already approved uh that is if you put two people in each one you're currently almost about 29,000 29,500 in your population just in the city limits of Athens if you think about that we'll be at 35 36,000 probably in two or three years now what does that do number one you don't need to scramble but you do need to plan and then you need to look at the opportunities that you have we have and how do we do a better job with them because growth is not easy. You know, it is oftentimes our greatest success is our greatest challenge, and that's growth. And quite honestly, what's going to happen down by Bucky's at uh, the Tanner Exchange and what you'll see in the next few years from Bucky's at Interstate 65 to the Tanner Crossroads, I've had guys fly in from California and North Carolina and roll out maps as long as this table to say, when can you get me sewer there? Let me tell you how small Ripley, Alabama is. Not, I mean, in my thinking, y'all, excuse me. And uh, I said, well, he said, when can you get me sewer? And I said, well, it's about a $14 million project for me to get down this creek line to bring sewer down to the, some of these opportunities here. And by the way, I need two acres of land for a new fire station. And the guy sitting right across the table like you're sitting with me said, what else? And I thought, ooh, I'm way too small in this ball game. <laughs> you know, I should have said five million yeah, and five cool. acres of land, and I just, you know, now I hadn't seen the check on either one of those. Yeah, right, so. right. But uh, but you do have to you do have to step back when you're running real fast. Oftentimes, it's not easy to plan because I kind of see it sometimes like you're standing over a stove, a big stove and pots of boiling water and you slapping this lid down and this one pops up and so you're kind of constantly trying to manage things and and keep your uh and keep your master plan so to speak in place and try to stay on your mission and and that's not easy i don't want to quote anybody's football coach past the other one but nobody can really uh much disagree with savings plan of it's a it's a process and if you don't fit into the process, 
He's probably not there long. Gosh, I, I can't yeah. stand it when we quote Nick Saban, but he is a super leader. Yeah. And I feel like we uh, around no, no, here you, you we find not a, do that with Shane not, Black. I was going to say I know I'm an Auburn <laughs> fan, and I find myself not wanting to look at his leadership. Yeah. But you can't. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk no, about no. it. No, hey, doubt. I mean, he's a good leader. He does. He does. Jim Yeah. I need to bring you a book. I'll try to get one in Montgomery the next time I'm here. You may already have one, but it is uh, leadership things. It's written around uh, scripture that John Ed Matheson who is, uh, was in Fraser Methodist Church down in Montgomery, who is a fantastic athlete, and he's written a book, and I forgot what it is. I need to get you one. I'll yeah. bring it to you. That's the big church on the interstate. Is yes. it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, anyway. the interstate. Well, so listening to you, um, I, I had a question that I'm not even going to ask because I already know the answer to it. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and that is, I think, get into your why. Uh, just as we've heard you talk, I mean, now we've been talking for a while now, and it's clear that you love this city. Well, um, I, I, I hope that it comes across that way because I do, and I think the why is, I, I don't want to oversimplify this, but I think you're in this position and you should do the best job you can do with it. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, I've always believed in working hard and I believed in having fun, and I try not to mix them. I come across sometimes with people as to be a little – don't mean to say shallow, but like a little too outgoing and friendly. But I believe in working and getting the job done. I don't need to oversee what you're doing today. You know, if we don't have a corrective action plan that you're moving in the direction of the plan, then you probably don't need to be here. And I've said to people before that are looking for new jobs, and I get a lot of that with either firefighters or somebody else, and I said, if you talk to your family about moving, and I had a boss that did this to me. Have you talked to your family about moving? They said, yes. Have you really thought about it? Yes. Have you prayed about it? Yes. And if you can answer all those, I just stand up and shake hands with you and say, God bless you, good luck. I, I mean, but you really need to think about that you're not running away from something, and but you're moving towards something that will help improve your life. Look, there's a lot of kids out here struggling to make a living. I mean, you y'all know it. You've got young families, and and that's another thing that bothers me with some of this. I see a separation of wealth and poverty more than I've seen in ages. Who has thought about that you're going to be a young couple with two children, got kids in school or daycare, you're both going to work, you're buying two cars, and you're making a house payment? You figure backwards on how much money you got to have, and we do that with youth commissioners, by the way. How much money does it take for you to pay the bills for you to do what you want to do? And they'll get shocked because it's pretty, it's pretty alarming. It's more than 5,300 that you're making at yeah. uh, West Armstrong High School. That's for <laughs> sure. Listen, I was rolling, man. <laughs> but the why is because I care and because uh, I don't, I don't need to be in this position for a long period of time, but I would hope and pray that someone would want to be in the leadership role and the role to care about the community to be able to step in. Uh, right now, uh, I intend for this maybe to be my last term. It's time to hand it to someone, and we'll just see how that goes. And if it something challenges and, and my B-12 stays kicked in, we'll see what it's going to do. But... Uh, our next election, by the way, is in 2025. Oh, 
we uh we we ran in 20 and it was a four-year term and there was so much political issues connected to the last election of getting poll workers during COVID and all this other kind of stuff that we adopted a bill or drafted a bill down in Montgomery and said, what about taking us off of the presidential election and all this other, and the Secretary of State jumped on it and passed and said, the only way I can do it is give this term one more year. So we'll run in 2025, and then it'll go to four-year terms. But we have, listen, let me just say this. We have a lot. If you're interested in city government at all or any volunteer positions up there from the planning commission to the school board to any others, please contact us. And I pretty much have an open-door policy. If uh, if you want to see me, please just let me know. Okay. Well, one of the things that we want to do at the end of every podcast is uh, is do some rapid-fire questions. And okay. So Andy John's got some rapid-fire questions. Right, it's so going to be kind of an either-or kind is of Is it no? Yeah. Yes. Uh, some yeah. of them. Some <laughs> of them. Yeah, it'll be softballs. It'll be fun. Okay. Uh, favorite local restaurant? In this, in the city of Athens or Limestone County. Oh gosh, you know I'm gonna get in trouble. With that. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of want to put you in the. Uh, I want to see if your answer is gonna be it's honest probably, or mayor. It's probably, uh, it's probably Rose and Terranovas. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah. You gave me two, so that's yeah. uh, I, I'm good enough. Um, Christmas parade or Fiddler's convention? Oh, listen, I love the Christmas parade. Now I love Fiddler's, sure. but Christmas parade is probably my favorite because I see people during that time of year that are passionate and care about it, and you see families come in. So I'd say Christmas for Great answer, great answer. Uh, Dove's Burger or Cream Delight ice ice cream cone? Uh, Cream Delight. Cream Delight. Uh, Sundrop or sweet tea? Oh, man, you got to have Sundrop. There you go, man. Diet Sundrop. (laughs) Great answer, Diet Sundrop. Just wanted some serious street cred. That's right. Um, if, if, uh, here's one more divisive question, <laughs> Lawlers or wits. Can you answer that as mayor of, of Athens? Can you answer that? Lawlers or wits? I, I didn't come up with these questions. I, I'm sorry. We've lost power. <laughs> That's a great answer. I'll move on. I won't be. And John's mind just went dead. My, my, yeah. Yeah. My wife is connected to the Lawlers family. And if I say anything different, so there you go. Yes. Yes, on both of those. There you go. <laughs> uh, last one. If you could live anywhere else, if you could pick another yeah. place to live, where do you think that would be? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, number one, I'm not going to. And uh, <laughs> secondly, I would say maybe in the Carolinas because of what I just picture as beautiful hills and, you know, and a little bit of that atmosphere. And uh, it's not a busy city, I promise you. Yeah. It's a... Uh, this one's busy enough. Yeah. Guys, I've enjoyed y'all. Yeah, we did too. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, so really, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Anytime that I can clarify anything, and I hope I hadn't misspoken. No, you're good, good, Mr. Mayor. Hopefully we appreciate we, you coming in. No, we appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you for what you do because it is critical that we all stay involved in, and uh, hug each other. I mean, it's just so critical. Well, we appreciate your leadership for the city of Athens, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in with us. And until next time, keep leading. Thanks for listening to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. For more information on our church and all three of our locations, you can check us out at lindsaylane.org.